hey, I'm Emma, and I diapered your dog. <laughs> I don't have a dog, but I'm grateful that you diapered one. <laughs> uh, I'm Shannon, and just like Princess Dandy Rich Brandywine, one of my hind legs is too short, which is such a shame because I clearly showed so much promise as a show dog. I'm sorry I can't. Don't hate me. The motherfucker's concise. I revealed too much too soon. I was emotionally slutty. Okay, I'm a big whore. I think we have a stiff breeze. I'll give you $100 if you say something bitchy about someone we know. That's bullshit, Barry! Princess Dandy Rich Brandywine as a show dog. That's cool. Me too. We'll talk about it a little bit. Okay, I'm actually going to talk about the context of this episode before I ask my question. Okay. Usually, just for our listeners, usually Shannon and I write the question beforehand so we have time to think about it. Mm-hmm. But today, I have not told them the oh. question. I, it, it, it makes it sound like it's very exciting and it's not. <laughs> There's just a little winking emoji in there. (laughs) You're going to be, like, wildly disappointed. (laughs) No, I'm excited. I love to be on my toes. (laughs) Well, we'll see how it goes. But um, as you could have guessed, we are talking about pets today, which is actually a topic that is inspired by a Reddit thread that I shared with Shannon recently. And I have talked a little bit about my dog on the podcast before, my baby. My substitute baby. Um, But yeah, we'll kind of get into it. I think pets are such an interesting topic because they really are like extensions of their owners Mm -hmm. in a different way that a baby is to a parent, of course. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I think they serve as like really unique and interesting background characters. Because obviously, you know, Sex and City is not about pets. It's not about like, Mm -hmm. they're not the main focus. Um, but I think they provide a lot of like context and relationship. So I'm excited about this topic. They do. And I actually, I really love this topic too, because I think so much when we, when we think of sex in the city, maybe like our first, I don't know, instinct is to think of Carrie and -hmm. Carrie is not a pet person. Like that is just, I, I feel like the antithesis of a lot of her character. Um, if she can't take care of a house plant, then I just don't have a lot of faith that she would be a good pet parent. Um, I guess it's time to grow and change, but yeah, there there are a lot of pets, like with a lot of the peripheral characters, a lot of the companion characters throughout the show, and I think that's really interesting to to explore. Mm-hmm. And we'll get into it, but first of all, okay. So I have lo- it's less of a question today, mm-hmm. but I want you to imagine yourself in a scenario where you are single. You're on Tinder or Hinge or whatever people are using to date now. Mm-hmm. Um, you're swiping. You're swiping away. You're looking at profiles. And you see pictures of people with a pet. And we're going to go through each pet, and you're going to tell me if it's a deal breaker or not. If okay. it's a swipe left or a swipe right. Oh, I love this. Yeah. Okay. So we'll start with the easy ones and the obvious ones. You see a person. They've got a picture with their dog. Left or right. <laughs> I mean, let's, okay, let's assume that you think this person is attractive. Right. Yeah. Um, what about the breed of dog? <laughs> <laughs> I 
Okay, I like this question. Um, let's say like a let's start with a big scary one, like a like a German Shepherd or like a Rottweiler. Which, for the record, I don't think they're necessarily scary dogs, but dogs that are traditionally seen as more masculine or scary, which is something we'll talk about later, actually. Oh, I'm excited. Um, oh my god, I should talk about that. I feel like I really had a turning point around dogs in general, which we'll have to talk about, um, or I'll probably talk about. I feel like I have a history of being scared of dogs, but I feel like I would swipe right. Okay. I would I would swipe right. And especially, like, if the person, I don't know, like, if somebody has a picture with their dog, to me that, like, really illustrates some kind of, like, connection with something other than yourself I don't know like you're able to extend that love and compassion more than just yourself that seems like a good sign to me I'm gonna swipe I'm gonna swipe right and hopefully the the scary dog breed will also like me okay what if it's like a little um what if it's a little cavalier king charles like a little princess dandy rich brandy wine I think that's really cute. I feel like sometimes small dogs get the re- the reputation of being like a little bit more annoying. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like I would I I would want to meet the dog. So I'm gonna swipe right. Okay. Yeah. So normally a swipe right just to see. Yeah. <laughs> what the person and the dog is like. <laughs> I need to now evaluate both of you. <laughs> yeah. Wh- I mean, which is a very fair thing that we need to do in relationships. Mm. As but yeah. Okay. So next one, cat. Mm. <laughs> Some hesitation with cat. I'm really, I'm really trying to like mull over. Like I'm trying to put myself in that situation. Like would I, what would, how would I feel about that? I think I'm still going to swipe right on mm-hmm. cat. I feel like cats are a little bit lower um, energy. I have a few really close friends of mine that are very, very, word like they fucking love their cats yeah (laughs) and their cats are are great but they're you know they're not always like kind of in your face like demanding attention um i've cat sit for a couple of people before yeah yeah i'll i'll swipe right okay yeah good answer answer. i'm like on family feud now good answer (laughs) (laughs) okay next one bunny a free roaming bunny specifically not one that lives in a cage And it, I, I do think it's important for some context that you do have some mild allergies. So that's oh, something yes. <laughs> that is definitely something to consider. And if you're going to be spending a lot of time with this person, like, mm. you know, if you're going to have to stock up on your antihistamines, like that, that's something to think about. That truly is. Actually, that makes me like a little bit more hesitant about a cat situation because I find that like. I think my allergies are activated by, like, any kind of, like, pet hair in an enclosed space, but I really notice it with cats um, Mm -hmm. a little bit more quickly. Oh, a bunny. Okay, so I have a thing about... I know that bunnies are very different, but I have a thing about rodents. Like, Mm. I hate hate, like, mice and rats. Mm -hmm. Like, just the idea really squicks me out. And I think a bunny is, like, very different, obviously, because, like, a member of that family, uh, <laughs> um, 
I think I would prefer for it to have a cage. Like, if it came out in, like, very, like, I guess this is a lot to evaluate from, like, just swiping left or right on somebody's profile. But that's um, what we think about, right? You, like, yeah. I just, going back to my online dating days, which seems like a very long time ago, but it's like, you know, you look at something like that, or you look at, like, I remember looking at, you know, masculine people and being like, they're too muscular. No. Mm-hmm. You know, like, little things like that, or like, uh, if I see a picture of a person with a monkey or an ape, because I am terrified of apes, like, mm-hmm. no. Even if they're like, tra- <laughs> if they're like traveling somewhere, this is not in the context of pets, because obviously we don't have Ross Gellers on Tinder with their monkeys, but like, if I saw a monkey, it would be like an immediate no. Yeah. So I think this is a fair thing to be like, I would say yes or no based on like mm. a bunny, you know. Sorry to interrupt you. No, <laughs> no, that's a good thing to think about. And if anybody pulls a Justin Bieber and they like bring a monkey home and then leave mm-hmm. it stranded in Germany wearing a interesting coat, um, <laughs> that is the thing that happened. <laughs> I mean, it was so specific. I had to believe you. <laughs> I didn't know that happened. So I don't. I I also think that I wouldn't be as into a monkey, um, and especially if somebody abandoned their monkey. Um, yeah. And it, yeah. <laughs> Justin Bieber's a hard no for us. <laughs> There's a lot of choices happening there. Um, I think for a bunny, I would swipe right, and I would explore some options on. Okay. Uh, when that bunny comes up to play. <laughs> and that's fair. I just like to be, I, I like to know, because I think I'm a very, I'm a, I, I just have a natural, very, like, high degree of anxiety. And if there's, like, I don't know, a, a pet that, like, I'm not aware of that just kind of, like, jumps out of nowhere or, like, is on my body or my person or, or anything like that. Not that a bunny would do that, but just kind of in they, general. They would. They would. Okay. There you go. <laughs> then I just, I need to be aware of that and I need to have some parameters. <laughs> That's fair. Okay. Next one. We just have a few more. Yeah. Next one, horse. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I went there. <laughs> Which is probably really not good for your allergies. <laughs> oh god, yeah, a horse is. Ooh, that's a lot. That's a lot to handle. Um, mm. you know, I would love to. I know that horse therapy is a thing, and I've heard a couple friends of mine like speak very highly of it. I would try that, but I think if somebody had a pet horse, I don't know if I would be as into that. If it was a pet pony. Mm. A pet Shetland pony at that. Those things are fucking cute. So it has to be cute. It, no ugly horses here. <laughs> I think the size of a horse is also something that intimidates me. Like, again, very, like, just naturally anxious and <laughs> really, really big horses. They're scary. Horses are so scary. They, yeah, they can be. They, like, they really, they will throw you off. They will. They absolutely will. And, like, I think the thing about people who own horses, and, like, as you must because they're huge animals that require great care, is, like, Mm -hmm. that is a lot of their life, Mm -hmm. which I think would be, you know, a dog is, like, I understand that you can care for an animal and, like, take care of a creature, and that shows that you're sort of a compassionate person, but, like, 
a horse is like, are you going to let me hold you? <laughs> I think that's really fair. And honestly, that kind of, I feel like that really pushes me to swipe left. Got it. Um, okay. Well, you've kind of already answered my next one, which is okay. like a ferret. Oh, no. Monkeys are hard. And, and like, as I mentioned earlier, like, I know it's not their pet, but if you had a good time with a monkey, I'm not into you. <laughs> I am, it, this all comes from fear. It's, I have a great fear of, you know, monkeys are a little bit better. My fear really is rooted in apes, mm. like gorillas and orangutans and chimpanzees. Like, yeah. I I don't even like seeing them on TV or in movies. Like So the 1998 <laughs> Disney uh, cartoon version of Tarzan was not... No. Didn't jive with you. Car- you know, if I see it in cartoon, it's, like, fine. But, mm. like, I'm a huge fan of the movie Babe. Mm. And I don't know. Have you seen Babe 2, Pig in the City? Um, I think I have. <laughs> I think I- – sorry, you mentioned pigs and, like, Instagram just thinks that I'm really into pigs right now and keeps recommending. And you know what? I kind of am. Um, well, you keep posting it and you keep liking it. <laughs> I just – I think pigs are really misunderstood. <laughs> they are. I pigs are smarter than three year olds. Like they're no, that's actually that's a true fact. They have more cognitive ability. Maybe it's two year olds, but like their pigs are intelligent, like smart creatures. Oh, I fully, I fully believe it. Mm-hmm. I fully believe it. But I do like that your Instagram just thinks you're really into them. Yeah, I really like. Oh, I've got another pig thing, but okay. I think you you were about to say ferrets. I was about to say rodents, like ferrets, rats, rodents, like that category. Hard no, hard yeah. no. Goodbye. Yeah. No, they fuck. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I can't. <laughs> okay, so once, um, very early into my relationship with Riley, we went to go watch. I think it was like around Halloween, and we went to go watch The Craft. Mm-hmm. Um the movie and there's a scene where just rodents rain from the sky and i swear to god that was the scariest fucking part of that movie i was just like i can't oh like even a ferret and i know a ferret is different i know ferrets are like kind of cute and cuddly but but, like the long snaking body just like running so quick i don't know like even a fake you know remember those toys that were kind of like a Mm. can't i can't do it i fucking hate mice i fucking hate rats i fucking hate ferrets i'm so sorry i'm so sorry don't be sorry and i you know this is you see a picture of somebody with their ferret and you're like hard no you know it's not gonna work out yeah and that's great yeah go on live with your ferret have a great life um go on with your ferret (laughs) go on with your (laughs) ferret it away have a great life <laughs> for some reason that made me think of sashay away ferret away oh my god sashay away <laughs> oh my god i would much rather sashay away <laughs> oh my gosh well i also had hedgehog in this list which i actually mm. had to google and i was like are, are hedgehogs rodents and it turns out they're not so how do you feel about hedgehogs i like hedgehogs i like okay. the purdy's chocolate hedgehogs <laughs> quite a bit and I think the living ones are also cute, too. Okay. Okay. I don't think if – I think there there's a line, too, where, like, if somebody's entire personality is their pet, mm. I feel like that's, like, a little bit of a, like, uh, I don't – I don't – I think that 
speaks to my own history with pets, like, more so than, like, anybody else. Um, but I, yeah, I'm good with hedgehogs. I actually, there was a point in my life where, like, I just liked to think about, I don't know, the hypothetical of, like, having, like, different kinds of pets. And, like, if I had a hedgehog, I think the perfect name would be Pudge. Very cute name. Mm-hmm. Anyway, well, down with hedgehogs. Maybe a hedgehog is in your future. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> okay, I have one left, and you can probably guess what it is. An amphibian or reptile, like a frog or a bearded dragon. I kind of, I, I realize that amphibians and reptiles are different, but I feel like in the context of someone having one as a pet, it's mm. a very similar sort of care situation. So I put them into one category. But feel free to identify certain ones that you are for or against. <laughs> I, I don't think I'm... I'm an amphibian person. I think I would, like, and all of these pets I'll just say, except for maybe mice and rats, like, I am fine to admire, like, out in the wilderness and, like, you know, no qualms against them specifically. So don't (laughs) come for us. (laughs) Don't come for us, frogs. We don't hate you. (laughs) Frogs and toads just don't rise up. I think, yeah, I'm I'm not as into that. But they're also pretty, like, low maintenance pets, which, like, appeals to me. I think... I feel like that wouldn't be enough for me to, like, swipe left or right. I actually have been in a situation where I lived with somebody who had a pet reptile. Mm-hmm. And it was fine to, like, live with. I just don't think I'm – I don't think I, like, bonded with it. That's, that's fair. <laughs> it, I like, skidded around a lot. Yeah. yeah. And, like, feeding it, too, because you have to feed it um, – I mean, depending, I guess, on the reptile. Um, like, frozen – mice <laughs> yeah well sometimes you have to feed them like live bugs and stuff like yeah. live crickets or like dead mice and like yeah that's that's a lot it is i don't like that but i like those are again those are pretty like low-ish maintenance pets so i don't know i'm i'm personally not, not like a i'm not i'm not uh, it's not like a hard left but it's like a mm, maybe not yeah <laughs> They'd have to be, like, really hot. Yeah. This is so off yes. topic, but I was, like, thinking about, I'm like, okay, maybe I'd add an exception to this question. Like, oh, what if it's a rodent, mm-hmm. but it's, like, Pedro Pascal with a rodent? I am so into Pedro Pascal right now. Like, he, as I, the whole world is. So, like, yeah, what if it's Pedro Pascal, but he's, like, holding a rat in one hand lovingly and, like, a fucking, oh, my God, what, like, a hamster. And he's, like, snuggling them. But it's Pedro Pascal, and he said yes to you. <laughs> See, this is this is the question. This is it. I'd do a lot for Pedro. <laughs> I'd do a lot. I'd, I would just be like, shh, and just like slowly <laughs> put down the hamster. Put it down. Well, no, no, no. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I just mean like put it back into a cage or a ball. Did you ever watch um, Malcolm in the Middle? Yes, but like I don't remember it very well. So there's a there's one kind of running gag, I guess, kind of early in the series where one of the one of the brothers takes home, I think it's a a class pet hamster, mm-hmm. and accidentally like or sets it free, but sets it free in like a rolling ball and just like stuffs it full of food, like you're good, and then you just kind of see this ball like rolling through the series, <laughs> like. Oh, that's what I would do with my hamster. 
Oh, <laughs> no, it's not. But I would do a lot for Pedro. <laughs> I would too. Um, Ask me about pigs. Yeah, what if they had a pig? Yes. <laughs> okay, so you do love pigs. You're you're all like, I don't know why my Instagram is showing me these. It, like clearly you love pigs, and I also love pigs. Yeah, it was. It would be like. I think I would want to meet the pig because, like, I think I have a very romanticized vision mm-hmm. of pigs. I know that they can be quite loud. Obviously, they're they're large. They require a lot of space and a lot of care um, in a way that's, like, hard for me to conceptualize. Yeah. Um, and, like, probably, honestly, similar to a horse, but I think they're very misunderstood. And I just – I think they can be, like, so lovely and, like, affectionate. And mm-hmm. I would – I want to meet a pig. You've never met a pig? I think only at like a petting zoo kind of oh, situation, yeah. but I've never met met a pig. Okay, this is so random, but I lived in Paris, France, for a year, mm-hmm. which is like a very metropolitan city, of course. Um, and one time, while I was walking, I I was like hungover or something, and I decided to do a two hour walk to my destination. I I don't know. I was having a moment. But I was walking, and it was nighttime, and I was by the Seine, just walking along, and all of a sudden I hear, I'm not, I like, nobody believes me when I tell this story, and I look over, and there was a fucking pig in Paris, just chewing on some grass, just hanging out there, and it was big. It was a big pig. It was wild. It was a big pig. <laughs> it was a big pig. And, yeah, I was a little scared, because actually... <laughs> I won't get too off topic, but the, the pigs are, you're right. They're misunderstood. They're, yes, they can be misunderstood. But one thing that I recently read about, which is actually kind of connected to this, because it sounds like that could have been a feral pig. It probably was. Like a wild pig. Yeah. Apparently, where we are currently located. Huge problem. Feral pigs are a big problem right now. Yeah. you. We actually can, like, if you bring in, like, a body of a pig, like, if you hunt the pigs, like, you get money because they're such a problem i i swear they're taking over the world <laughs> as they should probably yeah you I know mean, what work <laughs> you know what you're probably smarter than a lot of people in government anyway <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> wait ask me about snakes oh i love this okay snakes um yes depending <gasps> on the size of the snake okay because if it's a okay sorry this is like a fact that I learned very recently, but I'm just absolutely engrossed with it. So, Florida <laughs> um, has a Burmese python problem where I think it was in the 90s, maybe the late 80s, there was a really big hurricane and it knocked out this facility that had a lot of Burmese pythons living in them and they all escaped into the wild. And they're an invasive species, so they just kind of, like, multiplied. They actually overtook a lot of the natural, um, kind of in the Everglades, like, swampy parts mm-hmm. of Florida. Like, they overtook a lot of the natural, um, I don't know, animals, like, living and just ate a lot of them. And they're such a big problem right now that kind of, like, feral pigs here, like, they pay people. The government pays mm-hmm. people to hunt Burmese pythons. And... They just appear like in your fucking toilet. Like they'll like 
they they're a nuisance they're a problem so like if somebody had a burmese python i'd be like no because that thing is like probably thinking about how to eat you it's just too big for me too big of a snake no but a nice like reasonably sized snake that i don't have to worry about <laughs> with um i could get on board with i guess that's like part of the amphibians and reptiles but um no, the but specificity I, of the snake i could be yeah with. like i love that you pointed that out specifically and i so uh, my answer is always yes for pets yeah. i'm a big pet person mm. i love pets i want pets um even in my home we were talking about getting a toad <laughs> oh <laughs> but uh one person was not on board so we're not yeah basically i'm on board with all these pets mm. i love pets um snakes especially i agree with you i think snakes are really smart i mm-hmm. think they're really cute um i recently saw like a snake performer in vegas and was just like talking to them after their performance and they had like i think it was two or three snakes around them Mm. and they were and then yeah they were talking to us about like snakes and how like nice they are and i mean of course they're a little biased because they are a snake performer but the snakes started hugging each other it was so cute and like i'm probably anthropomorphizing them but like they were like wrapping their little bodies around each other it was cute Listen, snakes deserve that treatment because how many years have we had anthropomorphized fucking mice <laughs> running around everywhere? You know what? I love Minnie Mouse. I love her. <laughs> but enough is enough. And I need I need the equitable treatment of all animals to yeah. really warm us to them. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so funny. I was not expecting you to hate rodents so much. I didn't know that about you. Okay. I've had horrible experiences with like mice. I I don't know I don't know why. I think it's because they're so small. They just like get into stuff. Are scary. Like, I, and I'm bigger than a I'm bigger than a mouse, but I hate it. I hate how skittish they are. I hate like that. So often you can hear them, but you can't see them. I hate that I can like find their shit everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I don't necessarily hate them. And I've just had like a number of really horrible experiences mouse hunting. And- i really love this question though (laughs) i love this activity yeah a little activity today yeah but yeah let's okay i'm gonna bring it back to sex in the city so that was just a fun little diversion um obviously sex in the city focuses heavily on dogs we do see cats briefly here and there um yeah i just wanted to see all of our pet opinions and actually we also see a mouse in one of the episodes we're talking about two episodes oh not that we're talking about but we do see mice in two episodes because there's a mouse in the episode <laughs> back on mice in the episode where uh charlotte is dating the guy that they think is gay mm-hmm. and then they have that mouse moment and then yes there is okay well let's get into the episode yeah let's get into so, today we have four episodes to talk about, uh, or four mo- main episodes to talk about. Obviously, we see the pets throughout the series. Um, yeah, season two, episode two, The Awful Truth. Harry comes close to... Re- this is an episode I also often forget about, mm-hmm. that there was even a dog in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but Carrie comes close to ruining Susan Sharon's marriage, which probably should have been ruined anyways, when she tells her that she should leave him. Charlotte gets Henry, the Jack Russell Terrier. Really weird breed choice for Charlotte, but hey. 
but she gets him as a temporary substitute for the unfindable perfect fiance. Miranda dates the dirty talker, and Sam uncharacteristically attends couples counseling with Small Dick James. I didn't know what to call him, so I just called him Small Dick James. Small Dick James. <laughs> no, no <bias. laughs> oh, that's ASMR for y'all. Small Dick James. Oh, wow. Can I get into that? <laughs> Um, but yeah, Susan, Sharon, and her husband, whose name I forget, reconcile when they adopt Henry after Charlotte doesn't want to train the dog that she has gotten, so he misbehaves and then just pawns him off on Susan Sharon. I would love to actually hear your thoughts on this, because I feel like this really came into prominence like during the pandemic, this like conversation around mm. people adopting pets and then maybe rehoming them because they just like weren't equipped to, to care for them. Yeah, and I mean, actually, this is kind of one of the topics I wanted to talk about, because uh, pets are kind of like, I mean, they're like people. Like, mm -hmm. every pet has its own personality. Every pet has its own, like, desires and wants and needs, very much like a person. Mm -hmm. And every pet requires, like, training in a certain way. And I think I personally don't like when... Like, I don't call Cooper my fur baby. Mm. I, I don't think I'm his mom. Like, I, I'm not really, like, like he's an animal mm. and I'm a human. But, but at the same time, it's like there is a sort of, like, special relationship that you have with this living creature that you – and I to answer your question about the pandemic, I think people sort of disregarded pets or disregarded dogs as sort of, like – more of an accessory, which is sort of like how we see them presented in television and media and even sort of how we see them presented in like Sex and the City in mm. some sort of ways. Um, but yeah, people aren't properly equipped or emotionally prepared or whatnot to like get the dog, which was very much Charlotte in this situation. Mm. She didn't do any research on the breed. Jack Russell Terriers are very smart. They're very active and you need to train them and take and like take them for long walks every day which I always wonder in cities like New York and even cities like Vancouver which is known as like a dog city mm. I'm like where are these people taking their dogs for walks I guess Central Park in New York but that's not I mean that's not accessible for everyone well yeah it's like it's very different because you I mean I imagine a lot of people in New York just can't like open their door and be like here dog mm -hmm. like run outside and like enjoy the yard right like mm -hmm. there has to be a fair bit of planning going into like okay when are we going for a walk like where are we going like gotta make sure that there's if you have like a really active breed like lots of space to run around and other dogs can play well yeah and the planning thing is a good point too is like once you get a dog like or yeah once you get a pet mostly dogs i will say this <laughs> this episode is about pets but it's mostly going to be about dogs is like it does change your life you are now responsible for this small creature at all times mm. that you know not unlike a baby could kill itself mm -hmm. i always think of like taking care of a baby is like you know just trying to make sure it doesn't die mm -hmm. dogs are the same they're stupid mm. <laughs> like they have moments but yeah charlotte was very ill-equipped to take care of a dog and i mm. think I mean, we kind of see this a few times in the series where she uses it as sort of like a band-aid or like, you know, she couldn't find the perfect fiance. So she got the dog, which just doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, or even a baby. A baby. Yeah, there you go. 
which is actually a good lead into uh, the next episode we're talking about, season three, episode eight, The Big Time, uh, when Carrie bumps into a sad and wifeless Mr. Big. And I did sad write and I did write wifeless, but this isn't actually post-divorce. It's just that she's not there in that moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he's like all sad and being weird, classic mm-hmm. Big, and Aiden stayed home for whatever reason. Um, and it's clear that his folks are still there. And this is the episode that made Jamie absolutely hate Steve. Yeah. And rightfully so, because he begs Miranda for a baby when she... I find this more and more infuriating every time I watch this episode, because she says no. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's literally should be the end of the conversation. Yeah. And he begs, and he begs. And I, I love, actually, this episode, how they really frame him as a child yeah. he's watching scooby-doo yeah. he like can't take care of himself like you know like it's just it's it's very good i think it was very clever how they did it um but he begs and begs for this baby and then finally somehow convinces miranda that a puppy is a good idea so he gets scout who actually i mean we see throughout the series so yeah scout made it through um, but of course it ruined their relationship for the third time, second time. I don't know. They broke up so many times. I can't keep track. <laughs> I think first time. I think first time. Yeah. I think so. Oh, well, doesn't matter. Um, but also in this episode, Sam moves into the meatpacking district and meets the much older Len and sort of has like a, like an existential crisis about her eggs and such. Um, <laughs> and, sh- or not her eggs, but you know getting older as we've talked about recently actually yeah. um and this is when charlotte is newly dating trey so she's very much like engrossed mm-hmm. their conversation on the boat where carrie's just like uh-huh, uh-huh. oh no i i remember i remember when you told me that like mm. i feel like i haven't been in that exact same situation but i feel like i've had conversations that are very similar with like, an ex no, not with an ex. Um, when Carrie's oh. talking with Charlotte and Trey, and they're yes. just like, you know, there's some sort of like inside thing between them. Yes, you I know, know exactly what you're talking yeah. about now. It's like when somebody starts dating someone, and and like I, I I've been there, been mm-hmm. there, one hundred percent. Like you can't stop thinking about them, you can't stop talking about them. So you're just like, oh, oh my god, Trey bought me this bracelet. Like, mm-hmm. isn't it beautiful? Like Carrie, I think he's the one. And she's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> Happy for you, sweetie. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting moment in friendship because you don't want to be like, you know, shut the fuck up, but you also don't want to hear it. <laughs> I know. Yeah, you don't want to, like, dampen the, I don't know, the excitement or whatever, but it's also like. And meanwhile, Carrie's having her own, like, relationship, like, mm. drama. This is the beginning when, like, the sparks are flying with her and Big, so. And we all know what happens next. <laughs> yep. Yep, yep, yep. Um, oh, yes. So we're also talking about season three, episode 10. We've got lots of episodes to talk about today. Season three, episode 10, All or Nothing. Um, of course, post-boat. <laughs> post-boat. <laughs> post boat in the last episode when Carrie's feeling guilty about sleeping with Big and when he shows up at her door she brings Pete out for a walk as an excuse and loses him. Samantha gets sick and worries no man will ever take care of her 
Charlotte negotiates the McDougal prenup with Bunny. Something about this whole prenup thing makes me feel very icky. Oh, it's so icky. It's so icky. Yeah. Um, maybe that's a topic for another episode. <laughs> I mean, it's clearly extremely fucking sexist. Oh, it's so sexist. And just, yeah, it's icky. That's, like, the only word. It makes my skin crawl. The one thing I will say, though, is, like, normalized prenups. Yes. If, like, I mean, I think the statistic's a little bit different in Canada than it is in the U.S., but, like, a really big percentage of marriages end in divorce. Like, mm-hmm. pr- protecting your assets, like, that's just, like, a good thing to do. I good hate how it, no, it is, it is. And it's like, yeah, protect yourself. Absolutely. Especially if, I don't, I don't know, the Charlotte situation, like she seems like she has something to pr- protect in terms of assets, but, um, does she though? Well, she seems very wealthy. I guess so. Yeah. There, to me, she screams like come from, comes from money mm-hmm. in, in different ways, but I hate how it was introduced. I hate that. Like, yeah, it was just, like, kind of slid in with, like, other documents, and, like, thankfully Charlotte has a friend, like, who's a lawyer who can, like, walk you through that, but, like, mm-hmm. what if she didn't? And, yeah, there there was a lot of grossness there, but I also like normalizing and talking about prenups. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also in this episode, Miranda learns how to have porn sex with the, the lawyer from the Chicago branch. I yeah. forget his name. Which is so funny to me that... It's very funny to me that she kind of assumed they were exclusive because I would assume the opposite. Mm. But I guess, well, I don't know. I mean, it is quite bold to be having phone sex with multiple at the same people time. At the same time, yes, true. Like <laughs> you could just <laughs> devote your time and attention to one, and then you know have like other people to call after or something like that. But yeah, that's very true. I guess I meant more like just multiple partners but yes at the same yeah. time let that's that's like dedication it's kind of how i feel about like sometimes people that like you know have affairs and or even like are in relationships with multiple people i'm just like who is the time <laughs> yes yeah i think my brain yeah i don't think i can handle so much going on all at the same time even in like dating days i was just like you know i know it's like good sense to like keep your options open and stuff but i always struggled with with that i was like i need to focus on one thing at a time (laughs) yeah no that's fair um also season six episode 16 out of the frying pan charlotte copes with fertility struggles and adopts elizabeth taylor the cavalier king charles spaniel with a short leg um realizing imperfection is no reason to give up on someone and the russian makes dinner for carrie mouse this is where we see the mouse yeah kills the mouse very aggressively but i mean as he should (laughs) Uh, well i actually wanted to ask you because that was like i feel like the way that that scene is framed i could see like people watching that scene and being like oh i'm on the russian side oh i'm on carrie's Mm. side because carrie is very like obviously terrified that the mouse is just like crawling around her apartment or a rat i actually don't know maybe there's a little bit of both but (laughs) um (laughs) as we see later in the episode, um, very terrified. And then he just, like, instinctively, like, smashes it with a frying pan, kills it, and he's just like, what? It was a rodent. It was like, you know, what did you want to do? And then she kind of expresses some, uh, I don't know, dismay or just sadness that he outright killed the mouse. 
so aggressively. I mean, yeah, it's it's an interesting setup because I mean, it's really setting them up to talk about like the possibility of like Samantha dying. It like opens up that yeah. conversation. Um, but in terms of like Russian versus Carrie, I I think when stuff like that happens, it's very instinctual, mm-hmm. and you know whether the Russian slams it with a frying pan or it's caught in a mouse trap. And some mouse traps are like really inhumane and you know cause a lot of pain. That like maybe it's better that I got hit with a frying pan. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know. I as I said, I think it's instinctual, and I think he did what he thought made sense in the moment i'm not really on either side I, like i think i might even do the same thing actually no no no, no. i would fully pull a carry and scream and cry and run away <laughs> i yeah i feel like i would probably scream and cry and be ill-equipped to handle that situation but i would absolutely side with the russian in terms like yeah no please please kill it like see and that makes total sense i do think i would be well, it's interesting because Carrie is kind of framed as this character that's not really as much into the animals and mm-hmm. stuff, whereas I see myself as a very empathetic person towards animals. And I, I I, think I would be very upset. Like, I think I would feel the same as, you know, like, oh, did you need to kill it? But also at the same time, fucking kill it. <laughs> I would be very conflicted. It would definitely be something I would cry about later. Yeah. <laughs> It's an interesting thing to think about. Like that really struck me about that scene in particular. Mm -hmm. Like I could see, I could see people falling on like lots of different sides of like how that played out. Because I'm sure that that's also a pretty common thing that people experience. Like Mm -hmm. I don't know, mice in homes, rats in homes. We hear about that so often. Oh yeah, I've seen a a mouse in my backyard. (laughs) I've never seen one up here, (laughs) so don't panic. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but yeah it's a it's an interesting scene for sure mm-hmm. and yeah as that opens up the conversation you know this is right after samantha finds out she has cancer and the girls are kind of struggling carrie especially is really struggling with like you know samantha may die and yep. and the russian is you know he's not wrong but he's an asshole <laughs> like and, like, what he says at the end, I very much agree with. Like, he's like, you know, I wasn't emotionally prepared to deal with the passing of my friend. And I just want you to, like, understand that that could happen. Like, yeah. that is a very reasonable and, like, understandable thing to say to somebody who's going through that. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, why didn't you just fucking say that in the first place? Mm-hmm. Like, he was just being such a weird little weenie about it. He really was. Yeah. And you're so right. It really does mirror that um, experience with, with what he did with the mouse of like, yeah, like, oh, I don't like, what else was I supposed to do? Just like, to, like to him, it's so straightforward, but he's not communicating why that's such a straightforward like thought for him based yeah. on like his friend. It's true. Did y'all know we hate the Russians? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we talk about it so often. <laughs> oh god please i hope not <laughs> yeah we're you know it, it actually would be fun for an episode of just like you know if carrie i don't know just ran into him at like a show or something or in mm-hmm. paris fine sure one episode great yeah that's fine uh, 
no dating please no dating no prolonged story art no should i have no no humming and hawing absolutely not yeah Um, also in this episode, Miranda and Steve buy a house in Brooklyn, and there's actually really cute moments with the pets, because they are looking at apartments online, and maybe in a newspaper? I actually don't remember. They're looking at a... (laughs) Somehow. I think it's a newspaper, actually. It would have been newspaper time. Yeah. Um, and they, and they've really, I mean, to emphasize the need for space, they really bring all the family together. Like, Scout's there, Fatty's there, obviously Brady's there, like, Mm -hmm. they... It, it's really a cute like yes we need we need space and it's just i don't know it's cute we get to see scout again who actually makes mm-hmm. like very few appearances very few very very few but i mean he named the bar after him so yeah <laughs> um some honorable mentions so in four women and a funeral season two episode five this is where miranda buys her first apartment which i do think we've talked about before but mm-hmm. We see, I love the scene where she runs into the her neighbor in the hallway, and then of course her neighbor tells her about the woman who used to live there, who died alone, and blah blah blah. I mean, this is like a really common fear, but I love the like contrast where she's talking to the old woman, and then immediately it cuts to her like overfeeding Fatty, mm-hmm. like just like dumping food in the bowl. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but but cats will eat you after you die. Did you know that? A dog won't. Interesting. I think I feel like somebody told me this fact once and I keep repeating it, but I haven't actually looked up the validity of it. So yeah. maybe if you're listening to this, maybe Google it because I'm not quite <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah, cross-reference that for us. Um, yeah, I kind of like that, though. It's like a little life. I feel like <laughs> you approve of the cat's behavior. Yeah. I mean, what else? If I'm dead, like, what else am I doing? That's true. If you're going to make a meal out of me, I'm not alive to witness that. Sure. Okay. I have, I'll try to keep this really brief, but I do have this conversation with my friends sometimes. I think you've been there for this as well. It's like, you know, if we're in a desperate situation, if we're like trapped on a deserted island Mm -hmm. or like on a boat together and somebody dies, like if I die, like eat me. Yeah. Like if it means you surviving, fuck please please i'm useless i'm so useless and like one of my friends is like i would never eat you and i'm like well you're a fucking idiot (laughs) you're not a fucking idiot but you know like it's (laughs) it's that loyalty she's got that dog loyalty Mm -hmm. where not where you got to be a cat in this world you got to be cutthroat for survival Mm -hmm. (laughs) eat me up i like i'm probably not gonna taste good but then that's like one less mouth to feed on this deserted island like literally it just benefits all (laughs) y'all Like, make weapons from my bones. Like, get creative. (laughs) There's a lot of bones on me. Like, I don't know, use my tendons as fucking thread or some shit. Like, get creative. use the whole body. Yeah. Use every part of the Shannon. (laughs) Use my skull as a chalice (laughs) with which to drink your, I don't know, (laughs) desert island mulled wine. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay, well made it in a coconut no. <laughs> i fermented in the coconut oh my goodness yes um also in season four episode seven time and punishment carrie offers to watch pete and this is where aiden is like the biggest asshole um but she offers to watch pete and then pete gets diarrhea and 
this is also the bullshit bagels episode just in yeah. general when aiden uh goes and like rescues miranda which is such a sweet 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 moment but then harry brings her the bullshit bagels and it's just mm. iconic in our minds mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a really i feel like that's there's a lot being said in that scene with yes. the bullshit bagels absolutely and i feel like you know harry's such a trooper for like walking pete and I, I don't have personal experience with this. Maybe you do. But, like, I can imagine that if you're not a dog person, you're walking mm-hmm. this dog, and your dog gets diarrhea, like, all over the sidewalk. That's probably, like, a horrible thing to deal with if you're not a dog person. Oh, of course. I mean, it, it's a horrible thing to deal with. because you And you didn't ask for it. Yeah. Like, you know, I, when I got a dog, I signed up for throw up, diarrhea, mm-hmm. biting. Like, you sign up for that. or And that's at least what you should expect when you get a puppy or any pet, really. They they are little creatures that have, you know, health problems like the rest of us. <laughs> they take some work. <laughs> they take work. But, yeah, it it's so interesting because, so as I mentioned earlier, this episode's actually inspired by a Reddit thread that's is basically along the lines, like, how come nobody ever talks about Pete? Let's just like like it's basically like a Pete appreciation post, mm-hmm. which of course like sparked this debate about whether Pete is or isn't a good dog. And yeah. one comment really made me laugh because it was like Pete was a bad dog. He and I can't remember what the other points were, but the last point was like, and he got diarrhea. And I'm like, that doesn't make him a <laughs> and I think I responded to it. And was like, what, you've never accidentally got diarrhea in your life? (laughs) Like, what? That doesn't make him a bad dog. But you're right. Like, this is certainly, like, a responsibility that Harry didn't sign up for. And Samantha also certainly didn't sign up for it as she completely leaves. Yeah. (laughs) I absolutely love that. She's like, "Mm, not for me. Not my scene, honey. (laughs) Not my scene. (laughs) It's so good. It's so good. I feel like Miranda would have stayed. She would have, but she's been dealing with Scout. Yeah. And Patty, and, like, you know, she's she's not as, like, well, I don't want to say Samantha's squeamish. I don't want to say squeamish, but she's just, like, you know, as Kim Cattrall said, like, I don't want to stay in a situation for a minute longer than I have to, or whatever. Yeah. That was not a direct quote, but I think about that all the time. I think she just has really great boundaries. Yeah. And there's a lot that she's down for, and giving up dog diarrhea is not one of them and that's great yeah that's great um also we see dogs a few other times (laughs) uh season six episode 17 the cold war is of course the dog show where elizabeth taylor gets her period uh we also like in this sex in the city movie samantha gets the yorkie Mm -hmm. and i forget the yorkie's name and i tried to look it up and i can't find it i actually don't remember what that dog's name is either i don't know if it has a name thinking about it i don't know i'll have to look that up and then of course in and just like that uh we meet richard burton the bulldog and there's no mention of elizabeth taylor i mean obviously she's dead but like <laughs> like a photo or something <laughs> i do i love that charlotte goes for a bulldog after it's so yes and like because like bulldogs are a very hot breed if you will like yeah. especially like a french bulldog like it's the type of breed that costs money yeah. very similar to a cavalier king charles spaniel which is actually a very well that kind of gets into like 
But yeah, it's like Charlotte goes, which is why it's so confusing that she gets the Jack Russell Terrier in the first place. Because Mm -hmm. for me, and I guess that was the point, is that it wasn't the right fit for her. Like, it wasn't the kind of dog for her. But then we see these, like, expensive, like, show dogs, like, which are really representative of class. Like, I think Charlotte, you know, has, like, a Cavalier King Charles Spaniel. They're, like, $4,000. They're so expensive. And they're so cute. I love them. (laughs) They're very cute. But that's such an interesting thing I hadn't really considered. Like, yeah, the dogs that she ends up gravitating towards... Mm-hmm. are very expensive and i think it yeah and i i think it feeds into that sort of like dogs or pets as accessories sort of thing because mm-hmm. like even in uh the dog show episode like she and anthony are just like walking down the street and and elizabeth taylor's of course wearing this like cute little sweater that probably cost a bunch of money and blah 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 and and somebody stops them in the street and it's like oh my god like your dog is so cute, which is like a very real experience for dog owners and a very real experience, especially when they're puppies. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it, it sort of just like feeds into that more of like the dog is the accessory or like a mm-hmm. representation of like something else rather than a companion. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think like even being able to enter a dog into a dog show is probably i mean i i'm a little bit out of my depth because like i've never done that and also like i've never had a pet dog um i have pet poodles but uh it strikes me as like something that very wealthy people do like it's not an accessible kind of sport i guess to enter into and it is a lot of um i don't know it seems kind of i, I don't want to say objectifying because I, I don't think that's exactly what I mean, but it is, yeah, I think it, it's exactly what you're kind of speaking about, of, like, you're looking at this dog as being very much an accessory rather than, you know, something, I, a per- not a person, <laughs> <laughs> but a living a living creature with, like, its own personality and needs and, mm-hmm. um, and that kind of stuff. Like, you're, yeah, dog shows are very, I don't know, specific lifeline for a dog it's a very it's a very charlotte thing yeah very charlotte thing to do very charlotte thing and actually speaking of charlotte too and speaking about horses earlier taddy she had a horse i forgot about taddy there's so many animals throughout the show i just like never think about that they are in the background but they but they're in the background but they also serve as like really useful plot points mm-hmm. like especially in the episode like it just makes me think of the episode with Scout where mm-hmm. it's like you know Steve wanted a baby to sort of they were having problems in their relationship and he was looking for a way to fix those problems and he wanted the baby and then of course they get Scout um it's not working puppies cry in the night and wake up Miranda and she's very upset and it it sort of is like the catalyst for the ending of their relationship at that point um but yeah Scout ends up being like a recurring character throughout the entire series like so much later that Steve even names him Bees Bar after the dog (laughs) which I think is really cute but yeah I think like we see in Sex in the City, like we see people using 
the pets as an emotional replacement. He's the, yeah, Charlotte really gets Henry in place of her being able to find a suitable partner to marry. And I think it's really interesting actually to foil that episode with what happens with Miranda and Steve because in that episode we where Charlotte gets to marry Henry, we also have the storyline of Susan Sharon mm. and her horrible abusive husband, but miraculously having a dog just seems to to patch everything back back up and put them back together again in a way that it really doesn't work for Miranda and Steve. Mm-hmm. It's just been yeah, for very interesting. Like he didn't work as like a relationship replacement for Charlotte, but worked as a patch for Susan Sharon and her awful husband. I actually was watching um I was watching this episode last night and <laughs> I just love that after he comes in and screams at both Harry and Susan Sharon like horribly, Harry's just leaving. He's like, "Bye, Grumpy. Like, <laughs> bye. Have a good night." <laughs> and he's like, "Get the fuck out of my house." Oh my gosh, <laughs> he is truly the worst. It true, like a terrible character, uh, or a terrible just person. It seems like I feel like Susan Sharon deserves a lot more, but I suppose it's like you know the dog brings y'all back together again. Sure. And then, actually, if we talk a little bit about um, Samantha finding the Yorkie in uh, the movie, that was very much a replacement for, like, feeling kind of lonely. And, like, Smith is off and, you know, doing a lot of filming and traveling a lot. And so Samantha invests in this dog to, yeah, just be kind of like a companion in a way that, you know, Smith wasn't as available to do at that particular point in her life. Yeah, and that Yorkie and thinking about Samantha, oh, I wish I remembered its name, but... Uh, thinking about that got me thinking about this like trope that people are like their pets or their personalities mm. sort of like meld into each other. Yeah. Which got me thinking about the characters because like obviously Samantha, the comparisons are like really obvious. The dog is really horny. Yes. <laughs> and like humps everything and that's kind of like her initial connection with it which is kind of gross but like also kind of cute. Like mm-hmm. it's like that's that sort of emotional bond. Um, <laughs> I just wrote down a few comparisons with like Miranda and Fatty. I yeah. think they're both independent. Mm-hmm. They both uh, come off as a little cold at first. And I wrote that just because Fatty's a cat. Because we don't even really meet Fatty. We really don't. Like it's yeah. really just in that one episode where uh, she overfeeds Fatty. And then, yeah, it's kind of just like mentioned in passing in other episodes. Oh, actually, no. I do remember there's one Fatty appearance. When uh, right after Brady was born and his belly button falls off, and then Fatty either starts playing with it or like eats it or something like that. Yes, you're right. Yeah, I forgot about that. That th- that was a key Fatty, uh, key Fatty moment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Um, I was also thinking about Stephen Scout because well, now I'm questioning if Scout is a border collie. I thought he was, but I could be wrong. He does seem like to be some sort of like farm herding breed. Oh yeah, I could see that. Like a, a sheep, a sheep dog, or maybe I don't know. Maybe I I don't know. I'm very <laughs> no, that's fair. And like I was just thinking about. I mean, like I said, like we don't really see a lot of Scout, even though he does kind of make up a lot of the plot line. But um. If he is a border collie or some sort of herding breed, usually they're, like, known for their intelligence. 
which made me think of Steve reading all the books. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but like I was I literally Googled Border Collie and it was like they're a breed known for their intelligence that responds well to praise. And I was oh. like, that is so Steve. Yeah. Like he's kinda like he's kinda like a dog in that way. Like he just like he's like, Did I do a good job? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I that comparison there but yeah no it's totally and actually i think it's i find it really interesting um and i think i think about this most prominently with steve and with aiden and kind of those Mm -hmm. like small moments where we learn like oh they're friends they actually like hang out outside of the context of the show that we see i think it's really interesting to think about like like what is that show like what does that look like i'd love to watch steve and aiden and i wonder if steve taking scout and like Mostly raising Scout, really, because, you know, he and Miranda break up, and he becomes Scout's primary um, caretaker. Like, I wonder if Scout helped mature Steve. Mm, Probably. And, like, bring him kind of into a person that actually was ready to have a baby in a way that when he was like, let's have a baby. Yeah. Miranda. Miranda. Let's have a baby. Miranda. (laughs) Have you ever seen those oh my god what's her name anna roseman or something and she does the steve videos i feel like i have miranda miranda Miranda? oh no it's just an orange ball (laughs) they're so funny (laughs) i will share them on our instagram story for our listeners if you haven't already seen them they are wonderful um but yeah that is that is so fucking smart i didn't even think about that about Yes, in this, like, totally other show, and I mean, I guess same universe, but, mm-hmm. like, other perspective, where Steve is this lonely bachelor raising Scout, and he kind of realizes, like, oh, shit, like, yeah, it's a dog, and instead of taking it to a shelter like everyone else in the pandemic, or <laughs> just, like, everyone in the pandemic, he actually, like, buttoned up his pants and, like, did it, and, mm-hmm. like, matured. Yeah. That's what, that's a brain blast. Brain blast. Oh my god. <laughs> Actually, no, I'm gonna leave that in. I love that. <laughs> leave that in. Jimmy Neutron deserves more <laughs> shout outs. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, so if Scout helps mature Steve, like, what do we think the point of Pete is with Harry? And Aiden, and maybe with Aiden more specifically, because I think the fact that Aiden has a dog before Mm -hmm. he meets Carrie, and he clearly has a great relationship with Pete, like, Mm -hmm. I wonder if that speaks to where he's at with his emotional maturity, and, like, maybe that's, like, the first sign for Carrie that, like, all, I don't know if, like, long-term this will work out. Yeah, I I think you know in seeing like a pet or especially a dog as like an extension of oneself I think Pete sort of serves as a symbol for their incompatibility Mm -hmm. because like obviously Harry is not a dog person and like and and that's okay like it's like you know she doesn't she doesn't have to love the dog she doesn't like have to change who she is or be a pet person but I think that what it's pointing out really is that incompatibility mm-hmm. and like they have <laughs> i love the moment in the episode where pete runs away where carrie comes back and then she, like it, it's it's also so weird to me that pete just magically did he like buzz up to get, 
Like, how did he get back in the apartment? And Aiden wasn't mad or pet. Like, it's it's a very. I really had to suspend my disbelief for that scene because if my partner lost poop and was gone for three hours and didn't tell me where they were, mm. I I'd be like an emotional wreck. Mm-hmm. But I love the part. Sorry, as I was saying, when Carrie comes into the apartment, she's like, "Oh, Pete," and then she's like, "Come here, Pete," and the look he gives her is like absolutely not because dogs like they're smart they know and they like sense things about people (laughs) and like one of the comments in this thread was pete knew that's all it says and he did like i i truly believe it was just like sort of this you know aiden seems like the perfect guy on the outside but carrie of course was having her like hesitancy with the nice guy thing and blah 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 but pete was sort of this sort of like no yeah (laughs) yeah no it 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 is really interesting to think about because like i think i mean there's a lot of different ways to dissect carrie and aiden's relationship but i think he very much entered that very emotionally mature and just very mature actually in, in a lot of different ways and being able to have pete in addition to like his own business, like in mm-hmm. you know very very much like his own like set kind of person, I feel like he was in a very different place than where Carrie was at, mm-hmm. and it's totally okay if you're like not if you're not super comfortable with dogs and stuff. But I wonder too if that was like, I mean Carrie's still like running around with like Mister Big and like very much still has that kind of like connection with him. Like she just, I think the some of the tension. The first time, at least, like, they got together was that Carrie just wasn't fully, I don't know if she was fully in the relationship mm-hmm. in a way that Aiden was. And I wonder if, like, Pete was, like, part of that, like, symbol. But, like, yeah, he's he's ready. Like, you know, he's he's done a lot of growth or work on himself. I don't know. Maybe that's, like, giving a lot of, uh, I don't know, character to Pete in their relationship. But Pete has a lot of character in that relationship. It's, like, yeah. it's a really important driving plot line for that like yeah. even when carrie's what like you know he gets the diarrhea whatever and she like throws pete back at aiden like mm. it's like they really are like catalysts for these fights like yeah. even with scout and miranda and steve like they, they are a big part of a relationship i let <laughs> i'm still like reeling from the realization of like steve maturing yeah because of scout that's just so um well who knows maybe he also like met somebody like pre-debbie that helped him as well but i do wonder i wonder i couldn't help but wonder um the episode though where pete eats one of carrie's shoes Mm. what do we think about that i i think he just knew (laughs) i think he did no i well, it is interesting. Again, going back to the, like, bad behavior, good <laughs> is Pete good or bad? I guess we'll never know. Mm. It is odd that a dog that age would, like, who's obviously, because, like, it's pretty clear that this is, like, an older dog that Aiden leaves home alone sometimes and trusts, like, I mean, we don't get too much into, like, the specific care of the dog, but, mm-hmm. like, it is really odd that Pete would take her shoe and eat it. I think being an older dog that's somewhat well-trained, that's why I'm like, he knew. He just hated her. Yeah. He got bad vibes. Yeah. Sign of, yeah, an omen. Things to come. <laughs> an omen. 
it's so interesting i mean this is like sort of on topic but like lately we've been seeing like these pictures of harry and aiden of course and like having a wedding which is so (laughs) i know like harry is a cat person i i believe that more than carrie is a dog person Mm -hmm. i don't i don't there would have to be a lot of character development for me to see to believe that she could be a dog person. Mm-hmm. I could see her being a cat person, but even then, like Carrie, throughout the series, is so clearly drawn as this char- as this character that just is very animal adverse. Like she wasn't super comfortable with Charlotte in the horse stables. There's that whole thing mm-hmm. with the chickens or the roosters, like across the street at <laughs> the veterinary clinic um, that she had a problem with, like. Harry's just not, she's not a pet person, she's not an animal person, so mm-hmm. I'm curious what that's going to mean again, just like season two. For sure. Another thing I was kind of thinking about is, you know, there's the traditional expression, like, dogs are a man's best friend, and I think there's a lot of, like, I don't know if they talk about this too much in the show, but I was just thinking about the scene with, like, Aiden and and Steve, when they're, like, at the cafe or at the bar or whatever and they're like sitting outside with their dogs and like you know Harry and Miranda talk to them and it's very awkward and whatnot but I was just thinking about like how dogs are like traditionally seen as like a masculine pet uh versus cats which are seen as more feminine for some reason like I I don't really agree that having a pet is one or the other but like it's just interesting that None of the characters, I guess Samantha kind of changes her tune eventually in the movie, but, like, none of the main characters, well, actually, no, because there's, of course, Charlotte, so maybe they don't talk too much about that, but I I do think about how Steve named his bar Scout, and then I, I just, Miranda has this moment where she's, like, he named it after his dog, like, she's just, like, so appalled by it, um, I don't know. I don't know where my thought is with that, but it's just kind of like, it, it seems like when we see Steve and Aiden, it's kind of like a boys club, mm-hmm. and the dogs are, of course, a part of that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I bet they, like, walk their dogs together, and that's, like, a really big point of bonding with them. I do think it's really interesting to think about, like, the masculinity and femininity ascribed to, like, pets, and most in particular, like, cats and dogs, and even if you really dissect dog breeds, mm-hmm. like, the first dog breed that Charlotte gets as, you know, some kind of placeholder for, you know, the husband that she eventually wants, like, that strikes me as a more masculine mm-hmm. type of dog breed. And when she meets Elizabeth Taylor, it strikes me as a more feminine dog breed, maybe because of, like, the, the scaffolding that we learn about, like, the particular dog characters, like, show dog, like, feminized like with such a rich name (laughs) such a rich name and such rich outfits yes yeah yeah like there's like a lot of uh, and then of course um uh, she gets pregnant after a a running of the dog part (laughs) (laughs) but there's like a lot of femininity with that particular dog that charlotte then gets and actually even samantha's dog like i think there's a lot of femininity ascribed to like smaller almost like toy kind of breeds and she gets like a little yorkie um that i feel like is very mm, like synonymous almost with like wealthy 
quite hidden. Yeah, <laughs> who just like want a little pet to bring with them just everywhere. A little pet to Ex- take yeah, like very much an accessory, right? Mm-hmm. And, and none of these like men have cats <laughs> that we're aware of. None of them have cats, and they they have breeds. I don't know what Pete is, and, and like it doesn't matter. Like people get really weird about dog breeds. Like mm-hmm. I see it. it. Cooper gets misgendered and misbred at the dog park all the time. But, like, it's just one of those things where you just shouldn't assume anyways. Mm-hmm. I don't know. People are so weird about dog breeds. They'll be like, oh, is that a, a border collie? He gets mistaken for a border collie a lot. And I'm like, no. Or, like, a Bernese mountain dog. And mm-hmm. then I tell them. I say, no, he's actually, like, a mini Australian shepherd. And then they, like, don't believe me. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's like, it's a fucking dog. Like, who cares? He's cute. Mm-hmm. But and that's all that matters. But yeah, the Aiden's dog, uh, Steve's dog—they are like bigger dogs. They're like mm-hmm. dogs that like to walk or run or like, you know, a dog you might see on a farm. And then of course yeah. that's like even <laughs> even thinking of Aiden out in his cabin in Suffer Suffern. Yeah, Suffern. Yeah. I don't know why I can't say the name of places. Um. Yeah, just thinking about that sort of, like, manly, like, shirtless, like, doing the farm work with the dog versus, like, Samantha's Yorkie, where it's just, like, oh, she did so much work. Yes. It's just, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, and I, th- I think that does, like, I think that plays into what you were saying, too, about, like, how a lot of these pets are very much extensions of the characters themselves, or they're serving a particular type of extension in the context of, like, their relationship or wherever they're at kind of in their overall character arc mm-hmm. there's there's something very specific i will say that like carrie coming home after searching for pete and she's just like so drenched and it's just like so like oh Pete like there was something about that moment that struck me almost as like very childish mm. you know kind of like you get you're playing outside and you get like caught in the rain you like did something that you know that maybe your parents are not like I don't know there's there's something about how, maybe how she's like dressed too it kind of strikes me as like a little bit more juvenile I've had plenty of heels the heels of the short shorts okay that is so interesting because that's not how i read that at all oh really i actually inter like what i saw in that scene was actually like a genuine like i think before leading up to that i think most of carrie's interactions were with pete were kind of like i don't want to say cold but Mm -hmm. not like she wasn't like really excited to see pete in the same way that people are really excited to see pets and as you said she's not an animal person and like mm-hmm. that's okay um but i actually did sort of read that moment as like like a breath of relief mm-hmm. and like an actual like realization mm-hmm. of like oh thank god like there he is mm-hmm. and then she and aiden sort of like you know pete being that extension of or like being that sort of like prop mm-hmm. or even like barrier between the relationship in some ways i might be remembering this wrong but i think she and Aiden have this like really nice moment like it's like oh thank god like Pete's here blah 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 and I read that as really genuine Mm -hmm. I read that as really genuine and I think 
that maybe the moment I might be wrong, but like, you know, they embrace, they hug, they feel like that closeness. In my brain, I'm thinking it's like when she gets back in the nook, but I think I might be wrong about that. Uh, yeah, I think that's a slightly different episode. And I think you're right. Like, I think we're, I mean, you know, one can read something like many different ways. And For sure. It's not necessarily right or wrong, but I do agree with you. Like, I agree. I can see that. And then I think just also kind of maybe thinking a little bit about Aiden's like maturity, like at mm. that point in the relationship to me, like there's also this element of like, like I, I got wet when I was like playing outside and like yeah. I did a really bad thing and like you know please mm, love me please still care like yeah. do you know what I mean like I can see both like a little bit of a shade of that but I, I do agree with you um that there was a lot of like genuineness there and you can see just like how much she does want this relationship with Aiden to work yeah but there's also kind of like that begging of like oh no please please don't be mad at me like I'm so yeah. sorry it's like it kind of shows that gap in maturity in like emotional maturity between them there's something there about how there's the analogy for hiding her affair with big and also hiding her use of cigarettes Mm -hmm. in a way of like I don't know like to there's there's something there's something there about like how they all connect and like as a sign of like where Carrie's at and like how ready she is to maybe like be in a relationship um and just like really holding on to kind of those like elements of her past like you know being younger dating big like maybe just being (laughs) a really big smoker like in in Mm -hmm. her youth in her 20s and early 30s like there's something like really hanging on there and maybe not like fully ready to enter into a very different kind of relationship mm-hmm. you know yeah. and then she's at a totally different place when she does reconnect with Aiden later mm-hmm. in a way that yeah we just it's it's a very different very different character I guess portrayal or not very different but different enough to let me know she's she's tried to grow <laughs> totally i just think it's it's cool like it's cool (laughs) but you know as i was kind of saying like towards the earlier end of this episode like a lot of the times we see pets sort of portrayed as accessories and and you know sort of almost like props but in sex in the city they actually sort of are plot drivers and they actually sort of like reflect either issues in their relationships or like strengths in their relationship and i I just, I just think that's neat. <laughs> that's the exact same. I just think that's neat. And I, it's, I'm probably biased because I love animals and pets. <laughs> I will say, like, just like my experience growing up, like, I never had a pet. I never had dogs. I never had cats. I was always told that it was because, like, my dad was allergic. And I realized uh, that is very true because I'm also allergic. Um, I inherited that gene. But... For me, like, being able to empathize with, like, characters that had that, like, really strong connection to pets, that was always really hard for me to do just because I didn't didn't have that, like, understanding or that personal experience growing up. Mm -hmm. Anyways, Cooper has changed me. Cooper is, like, the dog that has made me, 
like see why <laughs> why mm-hmm. people have pets and why people care for them so much so even just like watching those those episodes and having like a very different perspective than I did like you know initially watching them or yeah just like after kind of like turning that corner I get it I think a little bit differently of like mm-hmm. that that care that investment that relationship that you have particularly with dogs I can I can also I can see it with cats, but with dogs, I, I just really feel like I, I understand it and see those. The emotional connection. Yeah, yeah like so, so differently. Mm-hmm. Like I, I get why somebody like Steve or Aiden or, you know, Charlotte and Harry, like I, I get why, I get why those pets are like so important and such like an important piece of the family, you know, those Aww. animals. <laughs> Thank you so, so much for listening. Um, we love that you listen. <laughs> I love how awkward we are. So we're like, thank you. <laughs> I think it's cute. <laughs> well, it is It is just, like, really nice when, I don't know, I, I hear from folks that, like, people mm-hmm. listen to us and, ha- like, truly listen to the episodes and, like, tell us about, like, you know, things that they like or, yeah, you know, if Ben's not great (laughs) please tell us about that too but um just yeah just thank you so so much for listening um such a joy to to know that you are so uh please rate review and subscribe anywhere you get your podcasts and if you feel so inclined dm us a post-it note or send us a voice memo yes if you have hot takes or if you have takes (laughs) we want to hear yes any cold lukewarm um any temperature takes please let us know um you can actually find the link to send us a voice memo on our instagram which you should follow too at don't hit us pod but also on twitter mm-hmm. and we will talk to you soon yeah hug your pet sex your pet yeah just a hug for us <laughs>